Welcome to the Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell, and I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. And today we have two very special guests with us, the co-host of the fabulous new podcast, Two Feminists Annotate the Bible. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jordan and Lucy, would you guys introduce yourselves? Sure. sure. Yeah, I am uh, Lucy Hode, and I am a religion teacher out of Fort Worth, Texas, and I attend All Saints Episcopal Church in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm Jordan Haneyware, and I am a priest in the Diocese of Fort Worth. Yay! Yay! Great. Thanks for being with us. So oh, happy to you. have like 50% of this podcast uh, coming from churches named All Saints. I know. I'm <laughs> really yeah. excited about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is actually the normal ratio. It just... probably is, yeah. <laughs> there are a ton of Episcopal churches named All Saints. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I, I meet, like, at um, the um, National Association of Episcopal School Conferences and things like that, when I meet people from other All Saints, I still get really excited about it, and a lot of them are kind of over it. <laughs> They're like, yeah, okay, yes, we're, we're all All Saints, yes, yes, we get it. <laughs> well, there, there's, I, I don't know about Fort Worth, but there's only one All Saints in the Diocese of Indianapolis, so I get excited, too. Good, excellent. <laughs> well, I want to get into uh, talking a little bit about your podcast before we do that, let's do what we're here to do and talk about the Collect for Proper 20. So, Lucy, would you mind uh, praying the Collect for us? I would love to. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 I know that this prayer does not at all relate to our current times. Not at all. No. Irrelevant. Ancient. Throw it out. There is nothing relevant about any of this. And in fact, it was written to reflect the tumultuous times of the barbarian invasion. So obviously, we've moved way past it. Nobody's (laughs) You know, Holly, basically, I remember precisely one thing about our discussion of this prayer two years ago, which is that it involves barbarian invasions. Uh, that's funny. Well, trade out barbarians with all of the other modern conveniences that are invading our life. And I, th- I think, yeah, this can be pretty relevant. Yeah. You know, I'm anxious about whether my laptop's going to make it through this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you have like uh, malware invasions instead yeah, of barbarian no invasions. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. It always makes me anxious, like more anxious, whenever I read the passages of the Bible where Jesus tells us not to be anxious. 
and not to worry about anything. Consider the lilies of the field. Because then it just reminds me how anxious I am and how badly I'm failing at doing this thing <laughs> that Jesus tells us to do multiple times. And I'm like, shoot, now I'm anxious about being anxious. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. When I was reading it, I kept getting hung up on this idea of being placed among things that are passing away. And I remember in graduate school arguing a lot back and forth about whether it was possible to see God in creation or if creation was, you know, nothing but sin. Do we have to look to the heavens to see God and things like that? And I think that that tension really exists in this collect when we talk about being placed among things that are passing away, but then For example, for me, I still believe very strongly that there's a way to see God even in those things that are passing away all around us. Kind of God rooted, not in the secular, but the Imago Dei around us. And so I was wrestling with that tension a lot while I was reading this collect. Yeah, I think it's a great question. I I think that I personally probably lean a little bit more towards your way of thinking, Jordan. And I like to think about being able to be Jesus in, in the world and and to reflect God and, and then I get anxious about how crappy I am at that but um, <laughs> I would consider those things heavenly things even though they are things that are passing away I don't know if that makes any sense I think it does I mean if you look at our baptismal covenant when we promise to seek and serve Christ in all persons Um, We're saying that we believe that through the incarnation of Jesus, he has equipped all human beings to bear divinity inside of ourselves. And um, so there is something heavenly here on earth and that's human beings at least at least human beings maybe also some other creation things (laughs) obviously and puppies lucy's barking dogs (laughs) my barking dogs and that literally barking dogs that's not my feet (laughs) (laughs) this idea though that there is something divine in us that does endure. I I think that ambiguity is reflected in the prayer because the prayer says that we are placed among things that are passing away, but it doesn't directly say that we too are passing away, Mm -hmm. although clearly we are. We're all going to die. Right. But there's... Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking that. (laughs) I like how Brandon and I are like, yeah, okay, we're all going to (laughs) die. And Lucy and Holly are like, wait, Wait, no, no. I did not agree to that. I'll live forever. (laughs) I love that you pointed that out, Brendan, because we are placed among things that are passing away. And while you're right, we will pass away. It's pointing to us being... Of uh, among the world, but not necessarily of the world. Is that the the vocabulary? Am I channeling? Who is? Is that Niebuhr? Anybody? I don't know. Anybody? Bueller, I only Bueller. hear that in like in a lot of like non denominational church circles. Whenever anybody says that, I'm reminded in college I was in a Bible study, and this sweet girl is in Bible study, and she's like, "So it's like when Paul says, in which letter is it? Be in the world, but not of." world and the (laughs) pastor leading the bible study was like that's a thing people say honey but it's not in the bible (laughs) (laughs) that's funny oh but i mean if you have to attribute something in the bible to somebody paul's probably your best bet like (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> Paul is a good guess. <laughs> well, I was really intrigued in the show notes. You guys mentioned that this relates to Colossians 3 2. Yeah. And since, you know, we're the Bible podcast, I was like, okay, we have to bring in the Bible. Yeah. But Colossians 3 2, I think that's a really interesting verse. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. But then it continues on, not that we're going to die, like Brendan and I talked about, but for you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. And I don't know. I think that's a really interesting thing to think about. Because, I mean, it's all over Paul that we've died and have been raised to new life. But anybody who's been around Christians for, like, more than three seconds knows that that can be difficult to perceive from the outside. Mm. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I think the previous time that we talked about this prayer, I viewed the idea of things passing away as a bit of a downer because there is a reflection on our mortality here. And it's something I think about from time to time because hashtag cat disclaimer, one of my cats, she has this habit in the morning of, of just curling up in the crook of my arm and just mm. flattening herself out and sitting there and purring with me. And that's sort of her morning routine <laughs> with me. And she's an elderly cat. And I often think about, oh, this moment is going to be passing away. And that's too bad because I love this cat. But then also, we're like in the middle of the presidential election right now. And I'm like, oh, this is a thing that is passing away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks be to God. Yeah. Thanks be to God. <laughs> and also, I mean, I don't know. According to the news, Hillary Clinton is herself passing away because she's dying. <laughs> Actively, like as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she might already be dead and they've just put, got like a robot. Sort Seriously. Serious robot in her place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, there are Hashtag things, conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there are things that I'm excited to be passing away. I'm excited. Um, I the, I think y'all's most recent episode, I know that there will be the, more out in between, but the one from um, this week. Brendan, were you hating on pumpkin spice lattes? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> he was, yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> I am uh, really excited that summer is passing away so that all of the pumpkin stuff will assault our senses. I'm very excited about that. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because I was actually when I I was looking back over these notes. I did this a couple of days ago, but as I was looking over the notes earlier tonight, I noticed that it, it is dark here now, where it wouldn't have been probably three weeks ago. The leaves were falling. There was a, mm -hmm. kind of a storm blowing in earlier, and so leaves were falling. and And I thought about. It's, it's poignant to be placed among things that are passing away. Yeah, I wonder when there's this part of the colic that talks about to hold fast to those that shall endure. Yeah. What do you guys make of that? I, I mean, what do you make of... I keep kind of coming back to the word those. While we're placed among things that are passing away, hold fast to those that will, will endure. And I think the most obvious reading is um, obviously looking heavenward and understanding that there is much more than the secular that we're rooting in and uh, rooted in, and that is the thing that endures. But I keep reading a community into that too, like kind of a communion of saints mm -hmm. into that, as far as not literally those like things that will endure, but those people, those identities that endure, um, it's very uh, community-based to me. And I wonder if I'm the only one that read it that way. What do y'all What do y'all think about that? 
I think about that too. I'm a youth minister and I, I serve in a really high achieving culture. And so my kids are really stressed and they're stressed about school. And I don't know, thinking about your grades are passing away and that argument you had with your best friend last week is passing away and your crush being mean to you is passing away. But what shall endure is the love that your parents have for you and the kindness that you showed to the outcast kid. Um, and those are the things that shall endure. Yeah, well, and you can take it even a little bit beyond that. I'm frankly one of the proudest moments uh, that I've had in doing this podcast was the time that Holly and I talked about one of the collects for the dead, maybe. I can't quite remember. And we were talking about how just because somebody has died doesn't mean that the, our relationship with them as a church is severed. Right. Then uh, liturgical rock star Derek Olson wrote a blog post about it where he said that Holly and I were talking about baptismal ecclesiology. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course that's what we were talking about. Totes goats we were. You're like, we didn't want to say that and confuse the <laughs> listeners, but that's exactly what we were talking about. See, we just avoided yeah. the church jargon. Right? There. <laughs> we just, you know, we take it to the common <laughs> But Jordan, you know, you were talking there about love, and one of the things that's, I don't know, been on my mind the past couple of years is, you know, the, that passage from Paul that gets read at like almost every wedding love is patient love is kind and so on and you know that's passage that is not actually about marriage etc but the line that gets me there is love never dies mm -hmm. and we're talking about things that shall endure and mm -hmm. uh, so one of those things is that love that community among one another i love that can i throw a little uh word nerd action into the mix please please do so the word endure comes from the Latin to harden. Oh. Hmm. Oh, like durable. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. So I think it's really interesting to think, if you read it in that context, to think about the things that are soft and the things that are hard. Yeah. Well, and normally I think we think of love as being something that's soft. Mm -hmm. Kind of a, a pliability there that empathy gives you. And we think of cruelty as being hard. Right. But in this case, it's almost like what's breakable and what's unbreakable. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and then that makes me just think about Harry Potter and um, the whole, like, Dumbledore explaining to Harry that the most powerful force beyond anything magic can understand or do is love. And Harry's mother's love protecting him from Voldemort throughout and I'm rereading the Harry Potter series right now, and I'm listening to a podcast that is going through the Chamber of Secrets, so I am a little bit of a Potterhead at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> is it the one about the sacred, Harry, Harry Potter is sacred text? Okay, no, that is a good one. We, yes, that's where we started. Okay. But then Jordan diverged because she, well, I won't speak for you. So Lucy and I both listened to a podcasting couple um, in New York, and they have a whole series of podcasts. We both listened to their podcast on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I listened to the podcast they do about Outlander. Mm. And then they are doing a short-term seminar on Harry Potter, and I'm doing that too. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Lots of podcasts. <laughs> I let, somebody else today, uh, another a parishioner gave me uh, another podcast to listen to, and I was like, I can't listen to any more podcasts. There's no time. I'm with you. <laughs> so this sounds like a good time to segue into your podcast. Absolutely, because you guys have been added to my list, and oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> my cup runneth over <laughs> but i love it so what gave you the idea to, to get this thing started so a lot of the podcasts that i listen to are about books or tv shows and they go through from beginning to end and um, kind of provide a, a reading companion or a watching companion um, and they help you think about things that maybe you had never noticed before and i wondered if anybody had done that for the Bible. And I did some research and it turned out that really nobody had, or at least not in the way that I was envisioning it. And since Lucy listens to most of those podcasts with me too, I thought that she would be an excellent partner to use that format to talk about the Bible and to try and help people dig in to a text that I think is often misunderstood or is viewed as super daunting. And if we can break it down into stories, then maybe people will feel more of a connection and feel like it's more accessible and that they can really read it the way it should be read. Yeah, I think creating an entry point to the Bible was, was absolutely kind of what got me interested and I, I love the thing that I love about podcasts like y'all's. All of the podcasts that I listen to are people having a conversation. And I think that's so engaging because it really feels like you're um, there just kind of sitting in and really invested in, you know, whatever the content is that is unfolding in front of you. Being a fly on the wall when people are discussing, for example, Harry Potter, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or other other things that I care about and want extra content on, I thought, yes, I would love to provide that if other people were interested in it for the Bible. And quite frankly, it has been really enlightening for me to sit and kind of reread with a different eye some of the stuff. I mean, granted, we've only gone through Genesis so far and we're in, uh, getting into Exodus now as far as our recordings go, um, not what's released. But th there's something about discussion, too, that unpacks parts of the Bible that I was not paying attention to previously. So it's been fun. It's been really fun. Yeah, you know, Brendan and I thought that we were being really ambitious by trying to do a podcast every week for a year, but... I mean, you all are blowing us out of the water with this. <laughs> well, come come back to us once we're like, let's see how it goes once we get into like Leviticus. <laughs> yeah, although Leviticus at least is interesting, but like sometime you're going to be like in the depths of like Second Chronicles or something, <laughs> and that's going to be really rough. All the begattings. <laughs> We've had some begatting thus far in parts of Genesis, and the conversation is like, yada, 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 begat, begat, begat. Okay, uh, tangent, 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 like. <laughs> so I've tried to divide it up in a way that's going to actually be interesting, where, you know, like a lot of First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles repeats itself. So, like, let's talk about those stories together instead of having to break it up and like, okay, we're going to do a chapter by chapter. So instead we're dividing it up story by story so that we can, you know, try and keep it fresh and interesting. But yeah, there's definitely some boring parts in there. 
I just hope that what you do when you get in there is just, you know, randomly speculate about what exactly each king did that was wicked in the sight of the Lord. <laughs> oh, you know, you guys uh, did a listener contest. Maybe we should do a listener contest where we get people to, like, speculate widely on uh, what they did. Because we just released this past week our podcast about Tamar, and I was like, what did Ur do? To be wicked in the sight of the Lord. To like get, To get smacked down so quickly. To get quickly. smited. To get smited, yeah. Back in the day, the Lord did not care about smiting. Like, he was just smiting. <laughs> Dude, this is the thing that we talk about all the time. Or I say all the time, but this is what we've been talking about a lot so far is that, man... You, you just really don't know. It depends on whatever day you're catching God, but you really don't know how much leeway you're going to get. you got to walk a fine line in the Genesis stories. <laughs> this reminds me of that Parks and Rec ep- episode where Fred Armisen comes um, and is representing the Parks Department from some town in Venezuela. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, just right to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Walking in the park on Sunday, right to jail. <laughs> Smoking, right to jail. <laughs> but now it's just with smiting instead of no going doubt. to jail. <laughs> I have to tell you, one of the things that I really enjoy about uh, your show is there's sort of like a TV recap element to it <laughs> yeah, uh, that I find really fun. <laughs> But then also, I, you really do d- dive deep into the text. I, I found your conversation about uh, the story of Abraham and Isaac really fascinating because I, that's yeah. possibly one of the weirdest episodes in the Bible. And you really give it the attention it deserves. Thank you. Yeah, it's so unsettling. And I am still haunted by that because, as I talked about in the episode, um, a, a poem I heard read a while ago from the perspective of Sarah and this idea that, of course, and I talk about this all the time too, I sound like a broken record, but I have a, a son who's not that old. And the idea that your co-parent could take your child out into the wilderness with the intent to sacrifice them and you would have no say in this conversation. Um, It's comical because we're so far removed from it, but incredibly haunting and disturbing also. And this is, you know, it's scripture. What a, you know, what are we to make of this as people of God? I mean, it's really unsettling sometimes. Right. Not that long ago, there was that lady in Texas, Andrea Yates, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Who killed all of her children because she said that God told her to. Right. And I remember yeah. actually seeing an interview with her husband on TV. And, I mean, he, obviously he was just beside himself and devastated. And and that biblical story came to mind while I was watching it. And I've always, I've never been able to hear that story without thinking about that, that case. Mm-hmm. And how not dissimilar it is. Right. And this is a conversation when we're talking or when I'm talking with my students about the voice of God in contemporary society. And we start to kind of speculate what that might look like. But my students always try to be uh, really polite and really, well, I think that, you know, the voice of God certainly exists and certainly, you know, moves us in different ways. And then I have to kind of call them to the carpet and say, okay, so your friend tells you that God is speaking to them and telling them to do X, Y, and Z. Like, what is your response to them? Well, my response now is that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, typically today when people hear the voice of God, especially 
what we see people claiming the voice of God is motivating them to do oftentimes is violent, scary stuff. And so there's this weird disconnect that I'm not sure we know how to reconcile yet between the way that we see God communicating with people in scripture and then the way people claim to have God communicating with them now. It's a very, very hard thing to wrestle with and understand. There's not a good answer for it except to kind of sit with it and think about, you know, the gravity of those situations, you know, 2000 years ago. So yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, so we've just bummed everybody out that's listening to the podcast. I know. <laughs> I'm like, so. <laughs> so back to puppies. If you're still living and listening, <laughs> perhaps you want to check out uh, this masterpiece of, of <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> it's not. It's really fun. I promise it's not all about dead children. Like, there's more to it. <laughs> the episode that we released this week has an extended Monty Python bit, just as a as a little teaser for everybody. So how can people um, find you guys? We're on iTunes as Two Feminists Annotate the Bible, or you can find us on the web at twofeministsblog.com. That's T W O. Feminists with an extra yeah. S on the end because there's two of us. Blog.com, or you can email us at twofeminists at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, all of our listeners should definitely go check you guys out because I think you are doing um, probably a deeper dive than, than we do, and that's saying something because I feel like sometimes we get into things. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all do a pretty deep dive, I gotta say. I mean, thank Those you so much ones. for having us on because I really think that um, our two podcasts go well together because I'm Episcopalian and so the prayer book and the Bible, that's like all you yeah, need, right? That's our thing. I have to ask, I, I don't know if we have time for this, but so I went back and was listening from, I guess iTunes only lets you carry maybe 100 episodes at a time. Okay, so right now you guys only, on iTunes, you only go back to, I guess, the call it for um, okay. the baptism of our Lord, maybe, or the, the so yeah, short, so back in January and um, <laughs> at, so at what point did y'all stop doing the collections at the beginning because I was listening through and I've listened to your re- most recent stuff and then gone back and listened to the stuff 100 episodes but I guess I'm missing a swath in the middle where did the collections go I'm just curious the, the collection started out as like just a random thing and then they disappeared something like 20 episodes ago Okay, because we revamped our format a little bit because you've probably also noticed we dropped the Twitter challenge as well okay okay uh and the issue with the collections was they were taking me too long and i was running out of things that you might collect Mm -hmm. yes god love him they were getting increasingly strained yeah (laughs) and well and then there was that period of time where you were trying to come up with a collection that like tied into the colic somehow yeah you know like yeah it was just it was a lot for my friend brendan to undertake did you have them all pinned on a pinterest board we did at one time, yes. Does the Pinterest board still exist? This is research that I didn't do, but I need to go and look. <laughs> the, the Pinterest board still exists. Okay. It is not maintained, okay. but it's still out there. I'm really but I'll excited. get random emails where somebody will repin something like a stamp from Papua New Guinea, <laughs> which I have to say, that was one of my better collections. because That was Papua, a great one. Because the Papua New Guinea post office is nuts. Nice. Wow. Excellent. Okay, I'm excited to go check this out. 
Yeah, and actually, I think, Brenda, correct me if I'm wrong, you can actually get all of our episodes on SoundCloud. Yes. Yeah, so they're all posted on SoundCloud. Okay, cool. If you really wanted to take it that far back. But, you know, what you all said about wanting to to have a podcast that went through this, I mean, that's where Brendan came up with this idea, was really, hey, you know, we say these prayers every week, and we never really think about them or talk about them. And I was like, yeah, that's usually when I'm, like, getting the bulletin out of my purse for my kid to draw on. (laughs) (laughs) And so we just decided to start looking at them. And and it's been a really, I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but I think I can say this for you too, Brendan, that it's been a very faith-changing experience over the past two and a half years. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with that. The dean of my seminary, back when I was um, studying, uh, he used to always begin the senior like Episcopal history and theology class with a collect, and he would always just put the prayer book down and say, name that collect. And it wouldn't be that hard. It would be kind of about whatever topic we were going to talk about that day. So you could sort of guess, okay, it's the collect for baptism because we're fixing to talk about baptism. Mm. But anyway, I think you guys would be uh, champions of the name that collect challenge. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes. We should set it up as like a game show at the next general convention. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. This Let's is a- do it. I mean, we're close to Austin. We actually did a gay, a live game show challenge with our friend Kyle Oliver at the last general convention, in which he went back through our back catalog and then asked us questions about the episodes. <laughs> and it was really shocking how much I had forgotten about things we had done like six months prior. <laughs> <laughs> so we record ahead because we can't get together every week and so we record kind of in banks and and then we um, release them and so i was listening to this week's episode which we recorded like three weeks ago and i'm like oh i did not remember (laughs) so it is amazing i record these and then you discover something totally new when you listen to them again Well, speaking of totally new things, we challenged our listeners over the last two weeks to come up with a totally new collect to help heal Holly's laptop. Yeah, I'm really excited about this, and I really wanted to write one, and I just was not on the ball, so I cannot wait to see what your <laughs> listeners have submitted. I'm so pumped. So, so, Holly, first, can you give us an update on the effectiveness of our listeners' prayers in this matter? <laughs> Well, I, I can. Um, I, I would say that that my my laptop continues to be a thing that passes away. Um, <laughs> it. I have had some success in deleting things and or moving things to a, uh, a hard drive. The problem is, it keeps telling me that my hard drive is full, and even though I'm deleting things left and right, it still tells me that my hard drive is full. And yes, I have emptied the trash. That was the first thing. Every time I Google it, it's like the Mac equivalent of turn it off and turn it back on. Like, empty the trash. Yes, I've done that many times. But I still can't find this, like, massive 40,000 gig file that is clogging at my hard drive. So there may be a trip to the Apple Store in my near future, the Genius Bar, and then the Apple Store, probably. (laughs) So just... But I think that these, these colics really have at least made me feel better about the really solid life that this laptop has lived. You know, it's it's been with me through um, 
two general conventions, and God knows that's hard enough on a person without, <laughs> you know, being a, a computer. So, well, and as our church comes up uh, on this issue of prayer book revision, which you know, who knows exactly when that's going to happen, but clearly one of the deficiencies of the seventy-nine BCP uh, is that there are no prayers for technology. So uh, our listeners, uh, as it turns out, are tremendously creative people, though. It's really true. I mean, these folks are like the Massey Shepherd Juniors of the future. Yes. <laughs> yes. Someday. I know. Well, Derek Olson, I guess, is technically. I love the one that I had already uh, seen somebody sent to Holly on Twitter. And I, I particularly love its uh, brevity. This comes from Abby Kay. O God who made us mortal, so we seek you who are eternal. Help us to bear without cursing the death of our devices and to back up. (laughs) (laughs) That one is pretty great. Yeah. And and props to Adelaide as well for uh, being able to get that into 140 characters. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, there's some um, elaborate, or maybe not elaborate, that's not quite the right word, unorthodox spelling uh, to make that happen. <laughs> a, a little bit. I also love this one that is clearly uh, an imitation of the Collect for Purity by Stephen Protzman. Almighty God, unto whom all notebooks are open, all extensions known, and from whom no passwords are hid. Cleanse the workings of our laptops by the application of thy Holy Spirit, so that our electronic devices may worthily magnify thee and glorify thy trinary name. <laughs> <laughs> Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and codeth with thee, world without end. Amen. Yeah. Trinary is truly the... the I, I've been laughing about that ever since I read it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So... <laughs> I think one of my favorites is the one from uh, Derek Olson that is that is actually almost kind of steampunk in the way it's put together. <laughs> Almighty and merciful Lord, vouchsafe to bless and succor these thy mechanical engines that do calculate for thy, for thy faithful, <laughs> earnestly beseeching thee that thou wouldst cast far from them all demonic influence upon their inner workings through the might of thine only Son, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. That was good. I like it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Derek Olson submitted... Oh, I guess only just a few, just a few. No, but but Derek took it upon himself to uh, imitate various styles. So uh, yeah, he, he put one on there in the style of holy women, holy men, uh, <laughs> which is not technically a collect because that was an right. issue with the collects and holy women, holy men. <laughs> I really like, um, again, from Derek Olson, the A Wondrous Mystery Who Spans the Digital Divide. You sent your spirit on to Charles Babbage to create the first programmable computer, even though William Thompson had created a tide calculating machine before that point. Send your spirit on to us, too, so that we can harness the power of computing and fight systems of oppression wherever we find them. Amen. Now that's the holy women, holy men, Colin. (laughs) That is. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. My favorite, I think, though, is the one that we received from... Jamie Sanders. Uh, 
Almighty God who gives energy to matter and directs us to work for your vision here on earth. We, your humble servants, feebly struggle with the tools on which that mission depends. Grant that these machines may not tire, dispel the forces of the adversary that seek to cause breakdowns <laughs> at critical times of the church year, <laughs> and give us patience and wisdom in working with technology through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. That is Amen. a good one. Amen. That is a good one, because we all know that the church copier goes down every year on Maundy Thursday. <laughs> yes, it's a holy week. It's, it's one of the sorrowful mysteries, I think, in the Catholic Church. <laughs> You know, in uh, in 2009, I was volunteering at the General Convention in Anaheim in the uh, in the print shop, and so and you know we we've gone paperless at convention. Oh, back when we had a print shop. Yeah, yeah but we've gone paperless now. But in 2009, there was a period where the business of the House of Deputies got held up because all six copiers went down simultaneously. Oh, oh no! That is the work of the adversary. Yeah. <laughs> So, do we, do we have one that we're willing to declare the winner? Shall I do a drum roll over here? <laughs> Congratulations, Jamie Sanders! So, we will post pictures of these ridiculous prizes that we will be sending people out. Uh, Jamie Sanders, we will be reaching out to you and all of our other entrants on Facebook uh, to get your addresses so that we can send you your uh, mystery prizes. Uh, we promise that you will have seen nothing like them before. Unless you were buying Avon products for your man in the 70s. And who wasn't? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Or unless you happen to collect <laughs> Avon aftershave bottles already. <laughs> we actually did do a, uh, we did, well, that was one of our collections early on, wasn't it? Avon scents for men. Oh, yeah, the modern stuff. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, there's some really weird cologne. <laughs> yeah. So, the descriptions were really top-notch. We'll have to see if we can dig that up and yeah. send, tweet out a link to it. Okay. Well, there was also the one of man candles from the Yankee Candle Company. Oh, yeah, that was and a good one of them, like, And one of the scents was Mantown. Mantown. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined sweating Cheetos. <laughs> to, me, to me, it kind of smells like a frat house. Oh, that's like worse than stale. sweating keg. <laughs> That's awesome. I guess it depends on the man, though. I guess it does. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going for more rugged and outdoorsy. Yeah. Yeah. And less rapey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. So if you're looking for us on Twitter or Facebook, you can find us at The College Call. Um, or you can email us at the college call at axe8movement.org. And uh, Jordan and Lucy, you've already told our listeners where they can find your podcast, but do you all um, have personal blogs, Twitters that you would like to hawk um, as well? I don't have anything special. Um, I mean, I have special things, but nothing related to <laughs> special things. I have nothing Aww. special. My life is sad. <laughs> Clearly, I need to be more focused on heavenly things. Um, Apparently. You can, you can find me on Twitter, just at Lucy Hode, but I don't have anything super exciting to promote. Jordan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at God Welcomes All because I joined Twitter back in the days when we were coming up with creative names instead of when we were just all using our names. 
Uh, so <laughs> I'm still at God Welcomes All. It's a good place to be. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, my book is available for pre-order. I wrote a book called uh, The Ultimate Quest, A Geek's Guide to the Episcopal Church. Uh, an introduction to people who are geeks like me and love Harry Potter and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all of those great things to the Episcopal Church. And uh, you can pre-order it um, from the church publishing website or wherever books are on the internet. And I'm very excited. I have already pre-ordered my copy from Amazon, so I know you can do that there as well. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. They've also they also sent me like a very cryptic email saying, "We cannot predict when this book will be shipped." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah. I I mean, okay. <laughs> Church Publishing has told me that it will be shipped in February. Well, this episode was edited by the Reverend Joe McGarry, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Gardner, Massachusetts. Joe is the co-host of the Two Bald Pastors podcast, uh, and you can find Joe on Twitter at Pastor Joe MC. And our theme music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, distributed under a Creative Commons license. You can find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And uh, Jordan and Lucy, will you uh, join us uh, for next week's show discussing Proper 21? Absolutely. Looking yes. forward to it. Yay! Woo-hoo. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Let all mortal flesh keep silence. And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to